0: Born to serve my eyes see injustice, my hands for change, my tongue sing the this-
1: Assalamu wa wa Ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. Welcome back, respected listeners. 91.3 FM studio is what you've been listening to. I'm your host this evening, Muhammad Sheikh bringing to you Born to Serve, featuring leaders in our community that are making a difference, have made a difference, and whose legacy will continue making a difference for society and mankind at large until the day of a reckoning. Now, alhamdulillah, thumma, alhamdulillah, this one. Wonderful, slightly chilly evening in South Africa. The reason why I'm mentioning South Africa because this evening we feature an international international guest, and that is none other than a Doctor Muhammad Anwar Sahib Al Madani, who is uh, a PhD fellow, uh, or rather a PhD graduate in Quranic Sciences from the Medina University, as well as the current Imam of masjid Taqwa uh, and the Chairman of the Taqwa Trust. Um, you know, he's also involved in various activities such as lecturing for the Islamic Online University, attended various conferences, and furthermore, authored a number of books. Now, definitely, you know, somebody of note to be sharing our platform this evening on our program, Born to Serve, Dr. Muhammad Anwar. Assalamualaikum alaikum wa wa <laughs> Barakallahu feekum, shukran, jazakallah khair to you for taking the time out and being part of our program.
2: Jazakallah khairan, ya khair, and first of all, I would like to thank you and all the organizers and all the listeners.
3: Absolutely. For
2: being here with me, um, at, I don't know, here we are uh, one hour before Salatul Fajr, five in the morning. Wow. The, uh, this night, yeah, alhamdulillah. Uh, that uh, Sunday morning, and uh, special thanks for inviting me. JazakAllah
1: like Barakallahu fikum. So, where exactly are you at this point in time, Sheikh?
2: um Well, I'm originally from Fiji Island, and um, uh, at present, I live in New Zealand, which is, of course, beside Australia. For the streets of these
1: planets. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. well, in South Africa, we are sitting at eight minutes past the hour of seven, uh, actually heading towards the time for Aisha, subhanallah. So, uh, you know, shukran to you for actually being up up, bright and early for just being part of us. But nonetheless, inshallah, so originally from the Fiji Islands, um, uh, now we have just uh, a couple of minutes prior to the next ad break. Uh, perhaps could you share with us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and uh, you know uh, your, your your journey during childhood.
2: <laughs> Talking about, Allahumma uh, I'm Fijian, uh, as uh, I mentioned before. I was uh, born in Fiji, brought up in Fiji. In my early childhood, naturally born in 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 Nadi Town, uh, the international airport is there, and uh, just a normal bringing apart from that when uh, Allah gave my dad Hidayah, who used to be a singer in his time. Okay. And, then, uh, and he decided that I should uh, go and learn Islam. So he sent me to a Madrasa in San Beto. That is where I was from the age of 10 to 14. And um, at the age of 14, Allah blessed me to go to Al-Madina Al-Munawarah, where then i studied uh, the rest of my studies so that's it and after uh, i graduated 19 years down the road i came back to fiji but uh due to huge demand alhamdulillah i ended up being in New and that's oh. where i am at present, President Masha Allah.
1: Barakallahu Fikum. Okay, I think uh, Sheikh, before we continue with your journey uh you know in uh, the Fiji Islands as well as the journey to Al madinatul Tulmanawara, uh we need to go and pay and ad uh, we need to go and pay the bills on our side of the world and we'll resume shortly thereafter. Stay tuned.
2: No one is here, The Born voice of the king.
0: My eyes see injustice, my hands work for change, my tongue sing the sorrow of my heart. As we make oh. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah,
1: Alhamdulillah. Welcome back respected listeners, yes 91.3 FM studio, I'm your host Muhammad Sheikh, uh, Buddha Faiz, Jacob's doing all the magic behind the controls on that side Okay, he, he, he reckons he's not a Buddha just yet, mashallah, still young and lively Okay sorry about that. Uh, anyways respected listeners we have with us online uh, a, a, prof- a Professor Dr. Anwar Sahib originally from the Fiji Islands uh, studied at the Islamic University of Medina Munawwara and furthermore currently residing in uh, New Zealand. So we welcome back uh, Dr. Anwar Sahib. Welcome back uh, Dr. Anwar.
2: <laughs>
1: nah. So, um, you know, this decision now, growing up in the Fiji Islands, uh, you know, was there a bit of a, a, a you know, a striking, a, a stri- oh, oh, subhanAllah, my words are evading me, a contrasting, that's the word I'm looking for, a contrasting difference between what you'd expect there versus, you know, the Muslim community in New Zealand, and how did the, how did the, the trip to Medina Munawwara come in your favor? Um
2: when I went to study in San Beto, remember remember um, in Fiji, of course, that's late 70s and very early of 80s I'm talking about. Um, to know and understand the differences or what am I going to be in ending up in Medina, I, I was too young to understand those things. That's first of all. Secondly, we don't have this kind of communications as we have today. So, to be aware of these kind of things was just about nil meal form. Okay. All I know that I was studying there, and uh, Sheikh Ibrahim, Rahimahullah, with Sheikh Abdul Quddus, they were sent from Saudi to do teaching and our work in, in Fiji. So, we were brought up as students with them for an year or two, and they applied for us in Al-Madinah Al-Munawala, in the Islamic University, and... That's how we ended up there in 1981, January. And I had a few brothers from South Africa who used to study with me there also, alhamdulillah. Okay. Yes, there was a big uh, difference, big difference in culture, difference in so many things. But, uh, wallahi, by Allah, Allah kept on making it so easy for me. Okay. I never realized that this difference in culture would bring any form of hardship to me things in the university, which others took it as difficulties. I just took it as a normal part of my life and living. Mm-hmm. And, um, all those brothers who went to me with me, like we were 10, none of them, they graduated. They just came back uh, within a year or two. I just kept them going. So it's, I kind of know the of my parents, the hard work they must have done for me. And of course, uh, the uh, from from Allah which was there. I just kept on going and kept on studying. That's what um,
1: I did. That's it. Alhamdulillah. So basically I gather that your parents were your strongest uh, uh, means of inspiration going up to make this journey to Badina Munawwara?
2: Yes, uh, the opportunity came and, uh, and I even remember some uh, people, they went to my bed and Sort of discouraged him to send me for various reasons
3: okay and
2: my and my dad said no he's going to medina where Rasulullah sallam, migrated to where he is buried alayhi sallam, where the deen revived and started to come alive and he will learn what is best for us and that's what he said alhamdulillah i really am thankful to allah that uh, my dad did not take that decision which was given to him unfortunately Mm -hmm. and he sent me there and the biggest um, uh i would say praise goes of course apart from allah is to my mother who never ever said to me come back or anything like that she only asked how many more years to go because I had no plan to continue with masters or PhD. Right. It's only that in the end part of my BA program, I thought, okay, why not? So I ended up being in Medina for another extra 10 years wow. to finish my masters and PhD. Yes, yeah, so that's a total of 19 years.
3: So and she was an
2: inspiration for me. Yes, that she just wanted me to study and study. And by the blessing of Allah um, I am graduated from there with a the degree Alhamdulillah.
1: Alhamdulillah. Yes,
2: that's what it is, yeah.
1: 19 years wow of dedication to study one can only imagine you know the various commitment challenges endured as well as the patience required to you know uh, sustain the commitment throughout those 19 years but nonetheless subhanallah um, what was it like you know out of curiosity uh, you know uh, just to bring to light to South Africa the Fijian community what was it what, what was it like back in the 80s and whats is, what what is it like now
2: Uh, You're talking about Fiji, right?
1: Fiji, yes, the Muslim community in Fiji.
2: Yeah, again, Fiji is still um, a country which is not extremely developed as most of the uh, countries would be. Small region, uh, just less than one million population. Fiji is quite... Uh, known even in South Africa due to our rugby.
1: Yes, of course.
2: (laughs) The last one was in in Hong Kong (laughs) Sevens. We'll
1: we'll pretend not to bring it to the light. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, um, uh,
2: that is a country which was discovered just about 200 years around somewhere there. And then uh, endangered laborers were brought from India. (laughs) in about the early 1870s, somewhere. And that's how the Muslims, they ended up being there also, Mm -hmm. uh, because of the migration uh, from India. And uh, at the time of what you are talking about, that early 1970s and the mid-70s and early 80s, -hmm.
3: um,
2: life was just um, the slogan of Fiji's uh, paradise, of the South Pacific, one of those, and it's a tourism, uh, attractive country where tourism is huge. Okay. And uh, it's mostly small island, yes, and it's beautiful, tropical climate, and, mm. uh, and, uh, uh, before the coup, which started in early eighteen eighty five nineteen eighty five 1985 or
3: 86, I think mm-hmm.
2: uh, it was more better, and then it sort of uh, went down. But right now, economy and and politics is quite, uh, I mean, good and strong and stable. Okay, and. Uh, and it's a
1: good place to live in, yes Masha Allah, excellent Alhamdulillah So, 19 years in Medina, Um What were, perhaps maybe uh, I was going to use the word challenges But I'd like to know maybe the biggest challenge uh, Given that uh, in a few minutes we'll be breaking for the uh, Waqt of Salatul Aisha What was the biggest challenge you encountered In uh, this particular journey? I believe you were as young as 14 years of age And, uh, you know, uh, beyond that uh, How did you how did you go about resolving
2: Uh, Okay, first of all, um, um, yes, uh, there were, uh, you know, it's only I I can't believe that I say it to my wife, I said it many times and to a few of my brothers. The things which I was going through were extreme challenges, Mm -hmm. but I never felt it as a challenge, I just took it as a, it came as a fact of life. Subhanallah. It's only after I realized that these things are considered huge challenges. So, who's the, uh, what was accepted so that I carried on as if, if it is just a normal part of my life? Mm. Allah knows best. But yes, I just took it as it came. And uh, there were challenges, but to me, it was just another part of my life and living. That's the way I took it. And uh, when I uh, remember that you were the first best to go from Fiji to study, no background. No more scholarly academics uh, or uh, good Islamic schools in Fiji Sure Where you have some form of high level of study, So you have the background of ilm and ulama You have nothing
1: Subhanallah So
2: when you end up in, in Medina In a university, a very prestigious university Yes You are totally lost in every sense Wow And uh, uh, we didn't know it, almost anything. And when we traveled from uh, Fiji to Sydney, Bangkok, Bahrain, Riyadh, Jidda, Wagina, we didn't even have a visa. We only okay. had a paper stamp, and in it was written, uh, written the granted uh, visa for us. And they stamped it in Riyadh, most likely. Uh, I don't really recall that part of it. Mm. And we ended up in the university. There are many funny stories how we really arrived to the university. And then uh, there was, uh, uh, because the university was extremely overcrowded. And they didn't have um, um, many places to uh, sleep and things. So we were kept in a separate place uh, in one of those rooms, which was more considered to be an office. And then from there, how we mounted with the rest of the crowd. And in those days, like uh, there was no air conditioning in our sleeping areas, Naam. and the heat would go up to fifty degrees wow, centigrade or even more. And we would uh, put um, liters of water on our uh, mattress to sleep on. Sure. If I start to talk about these things out there, just means. But I just took it, Subhanallah. I will say I, I. Uh, but I'm seeing what happened to us there, mm. uh, and and we just carried on, and that's it.
3: Wow, and just well, carried on. Blessed um, and then
2: the hardships of the studies, you know, you have to have, you know, go get the best to even qualify to go to the master's and the PhD.
1: Subhanallah. And
2: I just kept on studying. And in the time of exams, sometimes up to two months, I will fast continuously because I used to hate eating, not that I didn't like to eat. But because when you eat, your time is wasted in so many things. And I just wanted to focus on reading and studying and memorizing. And that's the way Allah gave me the love to study. I would carry on reading and memorizing, and I would spend a lot of time in the masjid sitting there and memorizing and studying and studying and studying. And And that's what I give as an nasihat to any talib who wants to study and become something that you have to put a lot of effort to go and get that.
1: Wow, Subhanallah! Um, you know, in in exactly 120 seconds, or actually less, Sheikh. Um, what was it like going through these challenges and compl- the the first g- part of graduation upon completing your BA degree in uh, Quranic Sciences, I believe, or Islamic Studies, that is. Yeah. Okay. So challenges
2: before that, right?
1: Uh, 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 no. What was it, What was the feeling like upon graduation that you've now that you've gone through these ah, challenges the now?
2: Uh, okay, uh, of course it was great. Um, uh, I started from um, uh, language course, right? Right. Two years old, and then I completed my high school. Remember, I was just four years old, so nice. I did my high school there
3: mm-hmm. for
2: three years, and then I went to the BA program where I completed four years uh, in Islamic theology. No. And uh, the feeling was great. Yes, you have to work all the way up. To so that you can graduate with the best uh, uh, elite ones in the top, and and then you are even given a permission to go for the interview for masters. Otherwise, they don't consider. Oh wow! So, so the feeling was, uh, SubhanAllah, so I, I don't really recall it right now, but yes, definitely. I felt great. I felt good. I thank Allah Lord, Tala, for no. the uh, for the blessing of uh, being a graduate. Yes, in Islamic studies from the most prestigious university in. And so forth. Alhamdulillah. So I was at that point still youngest, you know. And, and so, there are so many things which may come as a responsibility later on, but yes. you don't digest it at that point. Yes.
1: Perfect, na'am. But
2: it was great. Born
0: to serve. My eyes see injustice, my hands work for change, my tongue sing the sorrow of.
1: Welcome back respected listeners 91.3 FM studio I'm your host Mohammed Sheikh He's doing all the wonderful magic behind the controls Yes, Born to Serve is what you've been tuned into Since 7pm Central African time That is And Alhamdulillah We are privileged to be speaking to uh, Dr. Mohammed Anwar Sahib Of uh, Fiji Islands Originally, uh, you know, studying a Tedious 19 years at the Islamic University of Medina Munawwara, presently the resident Imam of Masjid Taqwa in, in Auckland, New Zealand. Uh, Dr. Anwar, Assalamu alaikum rahmatullah. Wa alaikum as salam rahmatullahi wa barkat waha. Now we touched earlier on on a bit of your personal journey. Now I I just want to, you know, head into this uh, this journey of nineteen years. Now one of the highlights that uh, you know incorporated your living for nineteen years was the concept of teaching and learning. And as a leader, uh, you know, education is of paramount importance uh, you know, in the life of a person that wants to contribute and to society, um, and apart from your inspirations and motivations, what were some of the uh, the the lessons you know in terms of teaching, uh, in terms of education, be it Islamic or otherwise, that you acquired, uh, or perhaps maybe advice that you can share with our listeners from uh, all the way in Auckland? Um,
2: first of all, uh, you are talking about my time in the Medina, how it went. Yes. Things regarding education. Nah. Um, but, you know, university is one of those elite universities where they educate you Quran and Sunnah in its pristine form. They do not base it on just one type of education or some one school of thought. It was and is, nothing like that. They will teach you what is called wa what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and uh, then they will uh, give you that this is the most authentic because the hadith is sahih or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it is totally left to you uh, to uh, choose what is best. And this is the way we were brought up and this is the way we got our education. I mean, brought up in Medina in my education time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what, alhamdulillah, gave me the wisdom. Uh to follow what is most authentic, and even today, um, like I'm teaching in IUU University, where I am as a professor for the past almost 10 years, I taught fiqh, hadith, Tawhid usul al fiqh, and even history. Right now, in my master's degree, where I teach and supervise in fiqh, uh, hadith, tawheed, and tafsir, and also. Um, uh, uh, as a head of the Islamic department out there, in every one, every form of my life, I continue to find something which I don't know. So while I have been teaching, naturally I have to study for that. And then there will be so many things which I thought different, and I have changed myself in it. The reason is simple. I found an hadith or some view which is more stronger than the other. And you have to take it. And that's the way I have been mm-hmm. brought up, yes. And while studying there, Allah bless us to study under great mashaykh. No. If not in the university, then at least in the Masjid al-Nabawi, or some separate classes, such as Sheikh Uthani, Sheikh Binba, Sheikh Albani, Sheikh Omar Fulnata, Sheikh Abdul Sin al-Abba, Sheikh Adi as Muhammad Muhammad al Mukhtar, Sheikh Abu Bakr al-Jazairi, so, rest, so alhamdulillah, and a
3: blessing which
1: very few have got, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Um, you know, this interaction with the various mashayikh through the university or other forms of interaction, um, is it something absolutely necessary uh, in, in the life, uh, life way, in the lifestyle of a Muslim?
2: Uh, yes. Uh, first of all, um, when you are a student, you want to interact with these great machinery and your, your scholars who teach you in the classrooms, interaction with them is very important because it gives you an insight of things which you can't just get out from the books. And also, it gives you a way how to learn, how to behave. Just going by the books is not always enough, so you have to have this kind of interaction. <clears throat> And to focus on the studies, many of the brothers, that are Westerners, which I consider South Africa to be one of them, mm-hmm. when we end up going to study them, what we do, we focus on politics or this movement, that movement, and things, and this masala, that masala, whatever is alive as a masala or as an issue around. And I wasn't part of those things. People would come and go, leave the studies, and never continue. I just focused on what I had to do, and that's a study and a study and a study, you know? Because this kind of, uh, uh, going here and there, looking at all the issues which is uh, current and focusing and giving time to that will take away your prestigious uh, precious time. We only have 24 hours a day, so that's the way I used to focus, yes.
1: Absolutely, Subhanallah. Uh, was your, or rather, let me focus on your um, education per se. What is your, your, what is your forte, or something that you have a great attachment to in terms of Islamic sciences? Um, first of all,
2: um, I I love fiqh. Fiqh. Uh, so when uh, yes, uh, and when I graduated um, from high school, I wanted to go to the college Sharia where I I I will study fiqh. Anyway I found my name in Kulati Then I went to the head of the department. He said fine, you can transfer yourself, but it will take two weeks. This to answer started so I thought no, I might as well continue here. So we I focused on Taheed and history and Dawa and so many other things. And then it found me up for my future when I studied in Quranic science for masters and PhD. Nam. No. Uh, The most beautiful thing, of course, I I love to study Sheikh, but the way you find the silence, the comfort in Quran, here, you won't find it anywhere.
1: Absolutely. Sheikh, on that note, it's time to go and pay the bulls. Resume shortly for our final segment thereafter. Stay tuned, respected listeners.
0: Born to serve, my eyes see injustice, my hands work for change, my tongue sing the sorrow. I'm. Um...
1: Respected listeners 91.3 FM is what you've been tuned into For the last uh, hour or so After 7pm Central African time Yes we are speaking to Sheikh Mohammed Anwar Sahib uh, All the way in Auckland, New Zealand A graduate of the prestigious Islamic uh, the Islamic University of Medina Munawwara Now Sheikh I, I perhaps You know have this uh, question um, In terms of uh, Your research and your Knowledge um, and You know, in terms of also trying to promote and encourage the leadership in our young Muslim population as, uh, you know, our show directs towards. um, Who perhaps or rather, is there any particular incident or personality in your research, uh, you know, of the lives of the Sahaba, of the lives of the prophets, of, uh, you know, uh, Quranic history, etc. that really stands out in which we could learn, uh, you know, some valuable lessons?
2: Yes, there are. Uh, first of all, Hanla, this question gives me such a wide scope to uh, talk about. There are too many, absolutely too many, I think, now, you can mention. And um, if it comes to, yes, if it comes to the suburb, then, then I'm impatient, sure then you have Imam Ahmad who went through so much of test in his life when he was put to prison multiple times, and yet he kept on going and look what we what we read from his heart. Ibn Taymiya, rahmahullah, basically saying, Imam Al-Hanifa, very similar, Imam Malik, Imam Shafi, you just name all those great scholars, and you learn something from them for our life today.
1: Subhanallah.
2: And then uh, there are people who, who, who died very young, such as Muhammad Muhammad al Masri, rahimahullah He was considered as a Imam, and author of few books in his time, and people used to love to be uh, praying behind him in Taraweeh. And he died, rahimahullah You know how old he was? He was just 18 years old wow, when he subhanallah. died. Subhanallah. And here we changed the nappies of our children while they are still 18. <laughs> you know, my my language. I mean by that. Uh, that we don't consider them anything or we don't give them responsibilities or they don't take any responsibilities Absolutely. and he, yeah an 18 year old person dies and he was considered the imam of his town. so lots of inspirations from too many
1: subhanallah yeah. uh any particular one that you know you take to heart or perhaps maybe a one that touches deeply to you
2: um, that would be Imam Ahmad uh, for the reason of the test he went through. He was put to prison, beaten many times, lashed, when he stood up for the truth in the issue of Al-Qur'an, Kalamullah, that the quran is the speech of Allah and is not a creation of Allah. So uh, that where he was put to prison many times for that and he stood for the truth and we have the truth. Because I teach this and many times across the year I come across this issue when I teach this subject. Naam. And that's why it keeps on reminding
1: me of him. Rahimahullah. Allah um, Definitely. Now Ameen. about the, you know, the Alhamdulillah, you've been settled well in uh, New Zealand at present, and you know, uh, overseeing various uh, initiatives such as being the Imam of the Masjid and uh, you know, authoring, etc. Uh, as a community person, um, you know, and given that we are living in a semi-Western society, um, how has the the the, the the growth of Islam, being in particularly in terms of your area, and what is it that you know you you could attribute the success to?
2: First of all, um, yes, I'm Imam in Masjid Akwar, which you can find in the, the website. Also, we have another website, New Zealand Islamic Information Center, NZIIC.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And from here we do a lot of dialogue and I'm one of the founder members and i in the chairman of this trust at the same time at the Quad Trust. In the beginning I came and I was in the city of Hamilton and then I shifted 10 years ago to mm-hmm. Auckland. Uh, I live very near to Auckland Airport mm-hmm. and we are based in Manicom. So most of the airplanes they go right from top of our masjid. And the community is growing, yes, the community is growing, Alhamdulillah, and we focus a lot by doing da'wah among non-Muslims, because it is our duty to let them know what the truth about Islam is, and we ask Allah to provide them with hidayah, with guardians. Um, yes, uh, the population is growing, mashallah, from those who are already Muslims, and also from migrants, and also from uh, migrants. Okay. And challenges are definitely going to be there, as it is in any other place. But Muslim is a very peaceful country, very nice to live in. Some of the statistics shows that this is the best country in the world to live in. Yes, no. true. that's true.
1: Absolutely.
2: So, yes, uh, so outside challenges are there, but very few uh, compared to the challenges which we face on our daily life. And that's the battle with the shaitan, of course. And uh, lots of issues will happen as it is in any other country in the world. No. Challenges which has to do with the modern time, modern technologies, and which is global, of course.
1: Absolutely. Naam, Subhanallah. Now, Sheikh, uh, you know, given your wide array of uh, commitments and dedication towards the community in New Zealand, as well as the Islamic Online University, and online platform for the education, Islamic education, um, what can you be found doing in any free time that you have, uh, uh, perhaps maybe engaging in any leisurely activities, you know, to strike the balance between, uh, you know, a focused education and uh, living a balanced life?
2: To strike the balance, I strike the balls in the goal. I love soccer.
3: <laughs>
1: Mashallah, wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Subhanallah. Yeah. Apart from uh, quite a bit of time I spend in my fitness training. I have a gym at my home. We have a gym in the masjid. Right now I'm sitting in my, in my office and there is a good exercise cycle right in front of me, which I keep here. Okay. And I love, uh, I love fishing also. Mm. Uh, uh, this is when I get my time, of course. Uh, but uh, it's my commitment, commitment is like twenty-four-seven.
1: Subhanallah. Um,
2: but you do have to take out time for yourself and for your family. Yes, alhamdulillah. Allah has blessed me with only one wife. Nam. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, six children and three grandchildren. Yeah, I, I mean, sound a bit old, But. That, so you yeah. give time to your family also at the same time.
1: Absolutely. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, thum, alhamdulillah, wonderful. We are definitely appreciative of, you know, uh, giving us that side. And uh, I figured that, uh, you know, in, uh, in your leisurely stuff, rugby does not feature, but, you know, kudos to the to the uh, Fijians for, you know, th- uh, giving South Africa a bit of uh, is something to reflect upon. But enough of that, uh, Sheikh Mohammed Anwar, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on our program, born to serve a heartful shukran jazeel and jazakallah khair to yourself for uh, availing you. yourself.
2: Jazakallah khair. i yeah, please, my salam, to all the South African brothers and sisters. May Allah bless you all. May Allah forgive all your shortcomings.
3: Amen, Ya
2: if, if not in this dunya then tomorrow, insha'Allah, in the may we all be together. May you all be blessed in all of your life. May Allah ease all the suffering. Amen. Jazakumullah khairan. And forgive our sins and of those who are dead before us. Wa
1: alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Sheikh Muhammad Anwar Sahib Al Madani all the way in Auckland, New Zealand. Yes, respected listeners, uh, wonderful learning and sharing from his insight. On that note, it's time to end our show from myself Muhammad Sheikh and uh, Faiz doing all the wonderful work behind the microphone on the other end. Fi Amanillah. Uh, keep well, keep safe, keep steadfast on Wa alaykum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
0: To serve. My eyes see injustice, my hands work for change, my tongue sing the sorrow of